Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, na'hamaduhu wa nasalli ala rasulihi al-kareem amma ba'd. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala and we seek blessings upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. <clears throat> and so we are, sorry, we're in Surah al-Baqarah. We are, I believe, at Ayah 4 now. Does anyone have any questions before we jump in? Any questions about anything we've discussed or related, unrelated? Nothing. Alrighty, let us then continue. And we are looking at the attributes of the people of Taqwa. There are other places in the Quran that list other attributes. This is six of them. And once again, not or something. Wait, Bilal's the only one with his camera on. Hey, can we have, I mean, as much as I look at it, like looking at my nephew, you know. Oh, mashallah, so generosity. Okay, so. And you can see the, the eye on my screen here. Yeah. Oh, more cameras. Wow. The, the Ramadan miracle. Okay. So the first three attributes of the people of Taqwa, one was that they believe in the unseen. The two is that the second is that they establish Salah. Three is that they give of what we have bestowed upon them. First three. Now the second three. Number one is that they believe in what has been sent down to the prophet, peace be upon him. So let's see. <clears throat> fourth attribute. Of Taqwa. Is they believe. <clears throat> in. The revelation. To the prophet. Peace be upon him. Semi trick question. What was revealed, what was sent down to the Prophet, peace be upon him? One answer is obvious. That's the non-trick question part. Or maybe that's the trick question part. I don't know if this is actually a trick question. The same thing that was sent to all the Prophets before him? Which is? The Islam, the Quran. Okay, so not all the prophets received the Quran, right? I mean, all the prophets, yeah. Not this Quran, but they they all received the same guidance, right? Sure. So the prophet received the Quran. What else did he receive? Would my saying count? I don't even know what that means. Oh, because oh, Sadi's <laughs> taken the class 3,500 times. Okay. Sadi's <laughs> okay, probably actually five. looking at notes. She's looking at notes from, from the previous years. <laughs> no, I'm I'm taking notes in a new document. Mashallah. Okay, Sadia, what's your answer? Um, his sunnah and you know the uh, hadith, like. Mashallah. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, it's cor uh, correct enough. So, so basically, the Prophet peace be upon him received the Quran, and he received the sunnah. Plus, what is found in the Hadith. So, the Sunnah versus the Hadith in most of the schools are two different things. The Sunnah is the living practice. So, primarily acts of worship but not limited to acts of worship. But those things that the prophet did repeatedly that are observable or hearable. 
the hadith includes everything that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, did, or witnessed seeming to give approval. Give approval. What about things he didn't approve of? He'd probably say or do something. So it'd be listed in the first two categories. So the hadith are reports of anything the prophet said, did, or witnessed seem to give approval. So it includes one-time things. Maybe the prophet, peace be upon him, was having a conversation with this one person on this one question that nobody else has and gives that person an answer. Sunnah would be the consistent repeated practice, except in the Hanbali school, where they are both one and the same. But essentially the sunnah as the living practice is taught as living practice. So I think we went through the exercise about prayer, right? Did we do that in this class where how'd you learn how to pray? All of you probably learned from someone. You might have started with a video or a book, but you fundamentally learn from someone who learned from someone who learned from someone who learned from someone going all the way back to the prophet, peace be upon him. How did you learn about Ramadan and how to fast? I mean. How to fast is probably not the way you would put it, but how to start and finish your fast. You learn from someone who learned from someone. Probably, you know, if you're not a convert, then from your family. If you're a convert, maybe from your community. Likewise, zakat, likewise, hajj, so forth and so on. Meaning we don't have a central manual on how to pray. It's referenced in the Quran. It's a bunch of hadith in the in the in the hadith. But you learn how to pray from people who pray, who learn from people, who learn from people, going back to the Prophet, peace be upon him. And then one of the open miracles of Islam is the preservation of the sunnah. That you go on hajj and everybody prays the same way. Even the variations of prayer are traced back to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Like, do I lift up my hands or not? Or do I hold up my hands or do I put them on my side? All traced back to the Prophet, peace be upon him. We call this first category recited revelation and the second category non-recited okay <clears throat> so this is what has been sent down to the prophet peace be upon him the quran repeatedly speaks of the kitab and the hikmah the prescription or book and the wisdom one specific prominent scholar imam shafi'i says the kitab is the Quran, the Hikmah is the Sunnah. Uh, others speak of the Kitab as the Quran, and the Hikmah is just the wisdom of understanding the Quran separate from the Sunnah. But these are the things that are set down to the Prophet, peace be upon him. They're pretty straightforward. To believe in it means that you regard it as true, you regard it as true or authentic. Good. Then the next attribute, fifth attribute, which just builds on this. as they believe in the revelation set before the prophet, peace be upon him. So, fifth. Revelation sent before Muhammad, peace be upon him. So, uh, semi-easy questions. How many prophets have there been in history? 
Isn't it like 24 that we know of, but over 100,000? Yeah, pretty much. So Joule is correct, 124,000. Where do we get this number from? This was how many prophets the prophet saw that he led prayer in in the night journey, which is a pretty precise number. I mean, I can't tell the difference between 1,000 and 20,000. And he recognized 124,000. 124,000 prophets. How many revelations, how many scriptures may or may not have been? That's how many are mentioned in the Quran. How many total? Up to 124,000, I guess. So the magic number is 313. Everybody in the 313, lift your hand, blah, 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 hands, and follow me. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, so 313 is the uh, number of scriptures that we are taught have been sent down in uh, history. So then the question is, separate from all this but related, what is the relationship between the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Quran in all the previous prophets and revelations? How would you describe that relationship? Can you repeat that question? Sure. I'll repeat it. So how would you describe the relationship between the Prophet and the Quran, peace be upon him, and all the previous prophets and whatever revelations they received? What would be the relationship? So obviously he's the last. That is the last. Mustafa, what does the culmination mean? Um, so it's like the uh, final buildup of something. So a builds up on B, builds up on C, and it all gets carried through until the very yeah. Last. So the prophet, peace be upon him, is the completion. So not just the last, but the completion of this method of Allah communicating with creation. And so then the Quran essentially is putting it all together. Asim. Um, I have a question about prayer, right? Yes. Uh, if, if, okay, so were the other prophets taught to pray the same way? The common belief is yes, except for the specific content of what is being recited. But okay. this, yeah. Okay. So maybe this is a question for a separate conversation, but then how did things like mass and stuff develop? Masses and Catholic mass? Yeah, for example, or any other sort of form of, of worship. Yeah. Why did they do that? Probably, probably the same way that Judaism, Christianity, others formed according to our tradition. Meaning, what was the religion of Musa, alayhi salam? Islam. Yeah. And so then Judaism would be a created offshoot. What was the religion of Isa, alayhi salam? Islam. Then Christianity would be a created offshoot. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. yeah. Aslam alaikum yaseen. 
Yasin, are you there? No, I think you would like your mom's grandma. Your your mom's glasses more. You can have mine. Okay, so so yeah, so he is the completion, which then means simple question: How old is Islam according to Islam? Since the day of Adam. Exactly. So Islam, by definition, is as old as humanity, completed with the Prophet, peace be upon him. Boom. I was about to say something. Um, yeah. So why is Islam then not as old as, um, like time? Yeah, that works too. I mean, essentially, it applies to this world. Okay. So, makes sense. Yeah, sort of. I mean, like the the I think the the thing I was um, really thinking about was you said that there was a uh, a jinn who who there had not been a place on this earth where he had not performed sajda. Yeah, and that happened before Adam. Wonderful point. Nice. That was pretty deep. Who was the jinn? Iblis. Yeah. <laughs> Shaitan. Okay. But- so yeah. Yeah. But that's not the actual point, right? Yeah, no, no, no. So, so that would be a fair point that, um, I mean, to really make this more fun, uh, Adam and Eve, peace be upon them, they're in paradise, right? Or wherever they are. Uh, how does that relate in terms of time to worldly time? Who knows? So is it fair to say that Islam, this thing that we call Islam, or whatever names it would have been called throughout history, is pre-world? Sure. Yeah. Sabrine. I think I asked you this before. I probably, did I give you some bogus answer or something? Yes, yes. But I still have to ask again. Yeah. We've had this conversation, where do the dinosaurs fit in this timeline? I'm still curious about that. So dinosaurs basically exist in places like Rochelle, Illinois, and Rockford, Illinois. You got you all can probably understand what I'm implying here. Yeah, uh, they're there. I mean, they seem to be pre-human. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. Yes, yes. Were you? Were you? You know, I was. I was. Some student was in my office, and I got distracted, so I wasn't paying attention to her, and I started looking up uh, woolly mammoths. And the belief is that in two years. We will have cloned a woolly mammoth, like literally 2025. 20, yeah, we learned nothing from Jurassic Park. Yeah, and and then how long is it going to be before we're going to have woolly mammoth meat? And then we're going to have Zabiha questions and everything. Oh, anyway, so dinosaurs usually sit on most of the... <laughs> yes, this is also true. Yeah. Any other questions about these specific attributes? Yeah. So the point I want to draw your attention to is that Islam <laughs> Islam did not begin with the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was completed with the Prophet, peace be upon him. And then from there, <clears throat> the sixth attribute. Dun, dun, dun. They are certain of the hereafter. Okay, so Wabil Ahirati Hum Yuqinun. So in the hereafter they have certainty, certainty. 
All righty. What is the difference between certainty and belief? Easy question. Really? Really? Hey, Bilal, what's the difference between certainty and belief? Um, belief is like you can't like say it like for fact, I guess, but certainty is like I just know it like 100%. Like this okay. is this is true. Yeah. So belief, Iman, is to have security in the truth of it. Belief in our common way of expressing is I take it as true, but I can't prove it. Belief in this conduct context is I'm secure in its truth. Certainty is no doubt whatsoever. So simple question for anybody. Name anything that you are absolutely without doubt certain of anything asim judgment you are absolutely positively certain without doubt about the day of judgment i'd like to be okay that means you're not okay i don't know if i am but okay okay you'd like to be okay fair enough all right mustafa i will die you are absolutely positively certain Google will not find a cure for death. Yes. You are absolutely positively certain you're going to die. Yes. No, um, you, you haven't like decided when or anything, right? You know, no, no, I just, that's we'll, have, we'll have to change the conversation then. Okay. Uh, Sadia, you are absolutely positively certain about death. Yes? Yes. Okay. Death is usually the common answer. Is anybody anybody here not certain about death? Not certain you're gonna die? Sabrine, are you not certain you're gonna die? No. Now the yeah. certain you're gonna die. And that's like in addition to what awesome said, like with the taxes. Okay. Um, anything else? Absolutely positively certain about. Uh, I mean, are you are you absolutely positively certain, Nadia, that the Earth is round? No question, no doubt oh, whatsoever. Actually, see, see, if you got to pause, that means you're not yeah. certain. I mean, I've seen pictures. Yeah. Yeah. you've seen pictures. Now I feel. Now I feel dumb. <laughs> I have a student who uh, who was literally trying to convince me that the Earth is flat. And his resolution was to say, well, we don't have to agree on everything. And he lives in Saudi Arabia. So he took a plane, you know, across the flat earth, apparently. And as he was telling me this, he's probably thinking, man, my teacher doesn't know anything. And I was thinking I, t- I failed as a teacher. But yeah, okay. Uh, Mustafa, you were saying something before I interrupted you. Um, so like certainty is a very tricky thing because like as you said earlier it involves like being beyond doubt it's like having no doubt about it no doubt and you can arrive to that either through rationalization or through belief i think you can get to that point through either and so a person can be a hundred percent certain that God exists. Okay. Or a God exists. 
Okay. Uh, like I feel certain that that is the case. Certain. Uh, Absolutely yes. certain without doubt. Yes. The only reason I, I have this class is why I can just keep repeating that line. Okay. Yeah. And like I have like a reason that for me, it's like it okay. makes me certain. It might not work for someone else, but, okay. but for you, the, you ra- are... the rationale for it for me makes it so that like I cannot possibly imagine or envision this world, this universe existing without having been created. Absolutely, positively certain. Yeah. Okay. That yeah didn't sound like certain. It sounded like a almost certain. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> it's like statistically speaking, I just do not think it is at all possible. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Sana, you are absolutely positively certain. What about your kids that you have them? Um. Yeah, that they're my kids and that. But, You're yeah, absolutely certain <laughs> they are your kids. Yes. You were there. You were there. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. I was there. <laughs> yes. All right. And you're absolutely positively certain they weren't switched at birth or anything. Yes. I felt like there was some hesitancy in that. Why do you talk like that? It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah right. no, they were mine. I was I there. I was thinking the same thing. Okay, all right. So, <clears throat> I mean, lots of stuff with good movies. So, anything else that anyone is absolutely positively certain about? Yeah. This is longer than usual. Like, there, there are things within my immediate surroundings. Like You I, are absolutely positively certain you're not in the Matrix, that these are physically there. Yes. Okay, again, like, all right, fine. <laughs> no like, I'm, like I'm absolutely certain that I can reach out and grab a computer mouse. Okay. Like, <laughs> and you're absolutely positively certain that isn't just, you know, uh synapses firing in your brain. Aha. No, there, 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 there. Gotcha. No, it is. I'm not dis- I'm not disagreeing with that, but two things can be true at the same time. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're still absolutely positively certain that you just picked up a mouse. Yes. So I did have a student who was struggling with faith. Probably talked about him. Who uh, uh, not only did was he not sure that God exists, he could not confirm for me that I was sitting in front of him. So when I was sitting in front of him, yeah. Anyone else? Anything else? Are we being uh, gaslit? Also- you know, have we? Have I spoken about gaslighting? So, like, for if we had this conversation like five years ago, the diagnosis of every twenty-year-old for everything was PTSD. Now the diagnosis of every 20-year-old for everything is gaslighting and narcissism. Basically, that's everything. Good. Sorry. Good. Um, I would also like to point out that you are taking pauses, which could be for thought. Oh, fair enough. Be reflective of doubt, which isn't okay. necessarily the case. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Nadia, you are absolutely positively certain yeah you're fasting I'm so certain you're like i'm so certain don't <laughs> even ask me okay sadia you're absolutely certain about breath yes okay try holding your breath oh good point all right <laughs>
Anyone else? Anything else? Are you all absolutely, positively, absolutely, positively certain about angels? Some are saying no. Some are saying yes. Jins. Yeah. Mustafa, you raise your hand. I am certain that I exist. You are absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. It's like the fact that there is thought and that there is thought that can be unique to myself and there is thought that can be similar or shared with others, I think, is proof of both individual and collective existence. Okay. All right. So this is a... I think it was also something that, yeah, Descartes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention... It's like I remember coming to that conclusion and reading uh, right. that Descartes also thought similarly. I was like, oh. Mm. Um, but I think if you concluded that God exists and you believe that the Quran is true, then you would have no reason to doubt what is within it. Um, It's like if you think that Quran is true, then you believe that it is the word of God. And if you believe that it is the word of God and that it is true, then if God tells you that something is, then it has to be true by default. You cannot logically think otherwise. And so if God tells you that angels exist, they exist. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But is the, okay, so this is, I might be giving myself a headache. If the root of certainty is belief, then is that certainty shaky? Thoughts? Yes, no, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Profound, profound. And like that would bring us to the point of certainty's absence of doubt. So if there is presence of doubt, then it's not certainty anymore. Belief itself is shaky. Certainty is not. Right, okay. but the, the the rationale you gave for your certainty was that I believe in the Quran. That's why I'm asking that. Ah, okay, I see. Um, it depends on how you... I think it, it... I think the point of this would depend on how it is that you've come to believe that the Quran is true. Um, okay. And I think like people can approach, like can come to that conclusion differently. Okay. Uh, and I honestly think that there does need to be a component of like logic and rationalization involved. Okay. Is if that isn't involved, if like the usage of intellect is not within the picture, if it's just purely emotional then it will be very um it, it's it's temper it's potentially temporary it's liable to change it's it's dependent on what you're experiencing at any given moment yeah. if on the other hand like you've thought about it a lot you've questioned you've checked the logic of it tried to tried your best to 
prove it wrong. And every time you tried to prove it wrong, you found that you were unable to do so. Then, like, there's only one inevitable conclusion that you can <laughs> come to. All right, that was, that was a really, really com- complicated way. But okay, works for me. Inshallah. Danya. I think you also have to agree on a method to test out what you're trying to prove is certain. And if you don't Whoa. agree on that method, then everything's uncertain, right? Oh. Like there are certain things I believe in medicine um, and certain, you know, medications you that I... You keep using the word certain even there. Wow. That I, there are like certain medications that <laughs> I... Um, know to work but that's because I believe in a certain method and I believe in um, testing that method out and then the responses etc etc right but that's because I also believe in that methodology but if I didn't believe in that methodology then no it wouldn't it it wouldn't be certain Um, also just to comment on Awesome's um, previous note yes the root of certainty, I mean, I don't think the root of certainty can be belief because then I think belief is subjective. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You, you, the, the shakier stuff has to be at the top, right? So certainty. Right, I agree. Yeah, that's, I agree with that. That's why I asked that question. Okay. So... Uh, we're hovering between two different meanings of belief here. So if we're speaking of belief in the context of uh, how we use the word belief and faith in our society, then you were saying, I take this as true, but I can't really prove it. And certainty is absolute, no doubt, this is true. Uh, Iman and Yaqeen, uh, I don't think we did this ayah in this class, we did in the other class. So very famous ayahs, well, I guess they all are, but Surat al-Hujrat, ayah 14 and 15. So you have these Arabs, these Bedouin Arabs who come to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and they say, we believe, Amunna. And the Prophet is told to tell them, no, you do not believe, but you submit. Because belief, Iman, has not entered into your hearts. So one, Iman is a condition of the heart, not a condition of the mind. We're speaking of Iman as a condition of the mind. And nevertheless, whatever you obey of Allah and the messenger, peace be upon him, in your actions, he is not going to diminish anything of what you've done in terms of reward for you. So far, so good. What is the definition of Iman here? The Mu'minuns are those who believe in Allah and the Prophet, peace be upon him. They have Iman in Allah and the Prophet, peace be upon him. And they have no doubt, which sounds like sincerity, certainty. And they struggle with their wealth and their souls in his way. So Iman of the heart sounds like what we speak of when we speak of certainty of the mind. Which then means, what is yaqeen? Uh, Very similar 
the basic test is your action. Not looking at the truth of something, but what is your action? So if I tell you I am absolutely certain that I'm standing next to a cliff with a thousand foot drop, then I will be very cautious about falling down. Unless you and I want to jump and see if I can fly, right? I'm going to step back from that cliff. Okay. Now, if I am certain of the day of judgment, then my actions will consistently show that. But if my actions don't show that I'm certain of the day of judgment, then I'm just telling myself I'm certain. Make sense? So <clears throat> this is the test of certainty, not the truth of whatever it is. It's the, what do my actions show? What do I really stand for? Nadia. So you said if your actions don't show that you care about the hereafter, then you're probably not certain of it. But then are you saying that people don't act against their own interests? So it doesn't mean that, this is actually a perfect segue to the follow-up question. Does it mean my behavior is perfect? No, not necessarily. But when I go off track, then I seek forgiveness. Because I may go off track just because of my appetites. You know, that my appetites may uh, uh, outweigh the strength of my rationality. But then I seek forgiveness. Make sense? Mustafa. I think there is a lot more than just appetite that can potentially make us uh, go off course. Okay. I think this would be an example of something that can make us go off course. But I think, as you mentioned, the like seeking of forgiveness usually includes a recognition of what went wrong mm -hmm. now and like an attempt to rectify it sure avoid it mm -hmm. even if failing to rectify and avoid like not like within your heart not liking that you're doing the thing and actually like having a sincere desire to not be doing it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, here we're speaking of the sixth attribute of the people of Taqwa. And all of these, again, parallel what we were saying about Alif Lamim, right? Belief in the revelation is belief that it's coming from the realm of the unseen to the Prophet, peace be upon him. And the fact that we believe that the prophet has received these revelations, that's in the unseen for us, that it's in the history. And uncertainty of the hereafter, again, parallels the same thing. That's a certainty about this thing that is beyond the realm of this world, both in terms of time as well as location and, and such. So these are the attributes of the people of Taqwa. And then... I have five. What does it say about them? These are the people. Where to go? Prayer. So these are the people who have guidance and they have success. 
what is the success of the people of Tukwa? How would you answer that question? Obviously, one part of it is salvation paradise on the other side. But success here is not limited to the other side. What is the success in this side of the people of Tukwa? So part of it is a struggle. What else? Bilal? Maybe just like, I mean, I maybe I shouldn't use the word like certainty, but like just knowing that they will like, there's something like better after this. I don't know. I guess that yeah. has to do with paradise. Never mind. No, but uh, that's part of it. And so one success is essentially the knowledge of how reality operates. And then as a result of that, their priorities are clear. Right, we said this is how the Quran operates. A small amount of the Quran is instructions. Most of the Quran is saying, here's how reality operates, and here's how to navigate reality. And this is what I'm calling knowledge and priorities. And then from there, a certain level of contentment or gratitude. Mustafa. I was about to mention uh, Sakina. Yeah. Sakina is a better, a better uh, word here. Yeah. Tranquility. Asim. Um, if Taqwa is defined as God consciousness, which I know you said isn't perfect, but it's close, then isn't the success of that being conscious of God? I would say, yeah. I think that would be perhaps even one of the bigger successes. Yeah. You know, so this would essentially really be knowledge of God, priority, your priority is God, and your contentment or rida is of God. Yeah. That would be the success. Now, does it mean that the people of Taqwa don't feel any pain when they're hit with struggle? No, they feel pain, just like the Prophet, peace be upon him, did. The Prophet, Miss Khadija, long after she passed away right uh, and of course he had the year of sadness when she passed away and Abu Talib passed away and he also experienced other sorrows like when he had to tell Jafar's kids that their father had passed away he went through extreme pain and it is also said one of my favorite eyes of the whole Quran That messenger has come to you from among yourself. Your suffering distresses him. So he also feels our pain. So much so that there's a teaching that the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he was actually going through his death, he asked Jibril, is this how much death hurts? And Jibreel said yes. And so then he said that put all of the pain of everybody in my ummah, all of their pain of death on me. And so that, I mean, not to distract too much from the subject, is also synonymous with love. That love has pain built into it. The pain of longing as well as the pain of experiencing the pain of the beloved. Alrighty. Any questions, thoughts, reflections about Taqwa. Tomorrow, inshallah, next archetype, next model of belief and rejection is going to be rejection. 
And then we get to explore the very fun question of how do you reconcile free will with predestination? Dun, dun, dun. You like the sound effects? No. All righty. No other questions, thoughts, reflections? Most of all, you look like you're about to type something. No? Okay. Nothing else? You all look so much like my undergrads. Like here, like Bilal's eyes are like half closed or half open, right? Here, here's Danya. Here's, here's Ifut. And Nadia looks like in some phase of incline. Anyway, and there's baby Yasin. Assalamu alaikum, Yasin. How are you, Yasin? Alrighty, we will stop right here, inshallah. And we will continue, inshallah, tomorrow. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, nashhadu la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. May Allah tell reward you all, inshallah. And we will see you tomorrow. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.